It's your Kali. What's up? The following program was brought to you by Yodokali, keeping it weird since 1997. Oh, who's that? Who are you? You're not allowed to be in here. Hey, yo, somebody get their grandma. Huh? Ah! Ah! Nah, you gotta do it like this. What's Up is back with another two hours of fully youth-produced content, tapping into the matters and concerns of youth in Chicago. As well as all the crazy, wacky, tea-sipping, gossip-spilling, weird shenanigans that we, youth, get up to. Listen to your own risk, because your mind might explode. The chances are low, but never zero. So strap in, and let's get into the show! Welcome to La Mesita. My name is Irene and Lali. Remember, you're listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio. Broadcasting from Studio Y, Yokali in Little Village. Today, we are happy to present a wonderful person traveling from the outskirts of the world, tuning and manifesting sounds out of this world. Today, we will be speaking with Kona FM. Kona FM is a DJ from Houston, Texas, growing up in Latin American home with their older brothers who were into rock, hip hop, and techno music and dance. That has always been a part of her life. Her first gig as a DJ was actually at Rice University radio station as well as Pacifica radio station KPFT. Eventually, she took to the decks at parties and shows around Houston and became known for polyrhythmic techno and house sets leading her to play a hometown festival as well as Houston edition of Boiler Room. She moved to Chicago in 2018 and has become a household name in the underground Chicago electronic music scene. Aside from DIY events, she has DJed at Smart Bar, Berlin, and Thalia Hall, amongst some places adding more influences of EBN and Afro-Latin percussion in her set. Kona FM has recently started to throw her own event under the moniker Tropical Solution and is psyched to start on that new venture. So tell me, how is your waste management company going? <laughs> you know, I stay sacando la basura, so just getting rid of all the nonsense and keeping all the good stuff. Um, so yeah, I would say it's, it's successful. <laughs> That's great to hear. <laughs> uh, we love your fashion palette, and we're curious to know, what would you have in your dream wardrobe? Well, we were just talking about Selena, actually, before we Fine. were... Yeah, I just like that iconic purple jumpsuit, you know, from her oh. last performance, which was in the Astrodome in Houston, by the way, and it's just, like it was at the rodeo, so... That, if, I mean, if I could come up with a few million dollars to secure that in my closet, that would be (laughs) (laughs) my number one go-to, most of her outfits. She was an icon. I like her outfit there. It was nice. Yeah. (laughs) She was an icon very much. Also, we have to know, how do you prepare for an ID photo? How do I? Oh, that was really sick um, (laughs) before that picture was taken. So, you know, you just uh, take a lot of... Uh, meds <laughs> and then you just prop yourself up and you know fake it till you make it so <laughs> that's that's how I did it for that one <laughs> we 
We were diving into your Instagram and we couldn't help to notice all the cuteness, all, all the felines. Is there a special feline in your life that captures your energy? Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, all three. So I have three cats. That's right. Okay. <laughs> um, they each one encapsulated different one of my personalities. Uh, my oldest one, he's like, he loves to nap. Um, my youngest one, she's just really uh, kind of cheery. So I guess she encapsulates me when I'm in a good mood. And then like, there's the middle child like most children are neurotic so he kind of gets all my anxiety you know <laughs> so it's just it depends on the day um if you were to own your own cat cafe what would be your theme um i mean so adoption would definitely be at the forefront of of the cafe you know getting them adopted but i would probably no surprise try to incorporate music um maybe even like a record shop slash cat cafe where everyone can get to scratching if you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> so um how would you how did you start to manifest kona fm into the digital world um I, yeah i've always kind of had trouble um recording mixes so it's usually just uh it's been either someone like requested it or you know just having to get on soundcloud uh, a few years ago as a ways to promote myself uh, whenever people ask for it i eventually had to just bite the bullet and put some stuff up so um, that's one way and then uh, instagram obviously really helped as well a lot of gigs i've gone in in the past have actually just been from a dm on instagram which is pretty wild but yeah, social media definitely helps. And uh, shout out to SoundCloud. Interesting. So we noticed that you performed for the Boiler Room. How was that experience? Oh my God. Yeah, I was so nervous for that. Uh, it's a few years ago, but I can still remember how nervous I was. And uh, I just kind of kept thinking about my mom because <laughs> she uh, she's a single immigrant mom and most of the bigger things I've ever done in life to like calm myself down and center myself. I just think about all the much harder things she had to do and how she'd probably be proud of what I've been able to accomplish given all her sacrifices. So I guess I, I just try to think of that to kind of ground myself before something that big. Traveling and performing at different venues must be a lot of work for your energy. We are interested in knowing what is your go-to DJ bag, such as like cables, favorite music, etc. Uh, I think for the most part, people book me for techno, um, so that's usually my go-to. But it really depends. Uh, sometimes, it'll, if it's like a loungy vibe, I'll go more like jazz and bossa nova. Uh, I really like disco and funk as well if we're trying to do like a daytime kind of thing, you know, so techno is definitely my go-to, but I mean, I just, yeah, there's all kinds of music that I love, so it's kind of hard to pick a favorite. <laughs> if you could open your own venue, how would you amplify the guest experience? Uh, I think uh, more as of recently, in the past few years, there's been an emphasis on making sure that everyone is safe in the space. Um, so making sure that 
you know, there's <laughs> women aren't being creeped on, that, you know, we're always uh, being aware of um, people's, I mean, if it is a venue and there's like, you know, alcohol being served, just making sure that everyone uh, is at safe levels of intoxication, that there's harm reduction on site. Um, so really just emphasis on making sure that everyone is having a good time while staying healthy. How did Club Kona come to be? Oh, Club Kona. <laughs> that came to be because of the pandemic, really. Um, I really was starved for going out to dance as a form of therapy, really. Uh, so much of the stress that I would feel at any point, usually I would have the chance to go out, you know, to dance and to really dance it off. But, um, you know, with the pandemic, that wasn't an option. So I, uh, I had a few strobe lights. I had my JBL speaker and I just uh, I have a projector in my room as well. So I kind of just created like a little one person club atmosphere in my room just to get all that energy out. Um, even though my cats, I don't think, enjoyed it too much at times, but they got through it. <laughs> We're all still here. We briefly spoke on the digital world. What computer language do you know or would you like to know within the digital world? Um, I actually had a little bit of a stint with JavaScript over the pandemic as well. Uh, I think a few people actually tried to get into uh, computer languages over the pandemic, so... I got us uh, a lot farther than I thought I would. Um, I may still delve back into it, but uh, the learning curve is steep. So it's definitely takes a lot of perseverance and endurance. Um, but I, you know, if there was a language to learn, that's definitely the one. If you were to create your own audio device, what would you create? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um, hmm. Something, if, if there was like a way to take like the concept of a marimba and kind of make it into a digital format, I think that would be interesting just as a homage to, because I'm, I'm Guatemalan or I'm half Guatemalan and uh, marimba is like a really, it's like our, it's like our national instrument. So it would be cool to make something that was hugely influenced from that. That, that'd be like that's the first thing that comes to my head what does your creative process look like when producing mixes um hmm usually i uh just kind of set up out in my living room um first i i mean i go through my playlist in my computer i kind of get a feel for what the theme is uh and then once i kind of compile a playlist I bring it over to my ex-DJ and then I, I kind of run through it and see how it sounds, make sure it flows. Um, I have to be excited about it. If I'm not dancing, then, you know, then it, I can't expect other people to dance. So that's, it's, it's a pretty, pretty straightforward, just kind of, if I, if I like it, then I just hope that others like it too. How did, how has Houston differed in culture from Chicago? Oh, I feel like people are going to fight me over this one. Uh, the food. I miss the food in Houston so much. It makes me want to cry. Um, it's just, 
they have so they have food trucks there which i think is a huge thing that chicago is missing out on and i there's speculation you know as to why chicago doesn't let people have food trucks as much here but in houston the people who have food trucks are usually immigrants and so it makes a really authentic um ethnic food really accessible and i think that has a huge influence on the culinary scene there uh, so i really miss being able to just get some of the best thai food i've ever had or filipino or pupusas like just all like within a radius you know so that's the biggest thing i miss about houston but i don't miss the traffic so i'll give it to chicago y'all got good public transportation who would you say has the best food chicago or texas Houston, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hear about it later. <laughs> do you have a favorite food here in Chicago, or do you just prefer the food in Houston? Uh, I, I do prefer the food in Houston, and like I can't even like off the top of my head think of places in Chicago that I like. I, I was also in LA recently too, so I just I just feel really jaded as far as uh, a lot of food goes. I mean. I guess I have this guy in the city across the street, and there's like a taco place in there, and they're legit. So, a uh, shout out to Carnesería Jiménez <laughs> on Fullerton. <laughs> Within your travels, uh, what is one thing you enjoy about exploring like new places? Uh, again, it comes back uh, to music for me. A lot of the time, I'll like look on uh, Resident Advisor and see. Um, where a lot of my favorite artists have played and then I'll go check out that page and see who's playing there so it kind of helps me get to know the city and the scene there in that way but also again food is a huge way to get to know a city so those are usually the top two things I'm looking for when I'm traveling. Well if you could travel like to any time and space where would you go? Uh 90s New York for sure I think it would be a fun time. Uh, I think it's, you know, big city, really diverse, and it's it's a time where technology was reaching this point where we're really getting somewhere exciting, but right before smartphones take over, so people are still, like, interacting in a very personal way. So I think I think that would be where I would go. If and when traveling at the speed of light, what would be your go-to album? My go-to album? Yeah. If I'm traveling at the speed of light? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um, so there's this, uh, whenever I'm traveling in general, actually, uh, on a plane, and I'm trying to, like, get in that mode, uh, I listen to this album by Lego Welt, uh, and it's called The Vampire Goes West, and it's, like, a very of sonic adventure it's one of those albums that really you know it's just it's not one abrupt track after another but like it really like flows from beginning to end uh that's one of my favorite albums yeah that's definitely the one the vampire goes west how do you feel about like as you mentioned like in the 90s how about technology just like not being such a big thing how do you feel about now in this like time like how technology has affected everyone uh, I see it as a necessary evil sometimes. Um, there's so many ways that it's connected us and uh, I 
definitely wouldn't want to live without it. I mean, I'm directionally challenged, so driving around without Google Maps, I, I would not enjoy that as much. Um, <laughs> and I do, I have met good friends on social media, but there are times where I feel too like, where I'll be in a room and I'm just looking around and I feel like I'm the only one that's not on their phone. So that's usually, that's just, I guess one, the one negative thing is just, I wish people would be more present. I definitely say I have to agree. But before we end our lovely conversation, Conat, how are you exploring uh, your new sound palettes or are you currently working on anything? Um, hmm. I usually just spend a lot of hours digging for new artists um, on SoundCloud usually because uh, a lot of the time if people are sourcing their music from like Spotify or you know more uh, or other um, places where up-and-coming artists aren't given as much of a chance then I feel like you know we kind of all start to play the same thing so I uh, a lot of my time with music sourcing tends to go towards you know artists that have smaller followings and uh, are just trying to make a name for themselves so I just uh, that's usually where I go towards. When you started off uh, producing or DJing, did you feel like a lot of pressure from other DJs? Or I did, actually, a lot. Um, and sometimes I still do. Uh, as a woman, actually, I would get... Uh, <laughs> I, I would get sometimes from guys sort of like passive-aggressive, misogynistic remarks like where they're like, oh, you're only getting that gig because you're a girl or because you know you look a certain way and uh that was always crappy but uh you know I just tried my best to never let it get me down and I just kept doing what I did and you know here I am today and I'm <laughs> I, I'd like to think it's not because <laughs> I'm you know just because I'm a woman but yeah, that was pro probably one of the more challenging parts and sometimes still continues to be, but I like to think that at this point I've gotten past that. Before we disconnect, we do have a quick question from our listeners. Where may we find you online or any of your sets? Um, so, uh, yeah, SoundCloud. Uh, SoundCloud.com forward slash Kona dash FM. Uh, Instagram as well. Uh, it's going to be at Kona FM and uh, there's usually a link in my bio there as well to my SoundCloud. Currently there's a link to this show I'm throwing, but once that's over, <laughs> it'll go back to that. Otherwise you can go to the SoundCloud link I mentioned earlier. Thank you everyone for tuning in and spending time with La Mesita. My name is Irene and I'm Titlali. Uh, thank you, Kona, for spending this wonderful time with us. We really appreciate you coming. Thank you. Pleasure is mine. Remember, you are listening to WLPN LP 105.5 FN, Lumpen Radio, Chicago. This has been Yolo Cali with La Mesita. Have a splendid weekend.